Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So we got started on the discussion very early this morning, and I wanted to continue at this hour. Who is the best president ever? Senior fellow in residence for political affairs at Millersville University, Terry Madonna, joins us. Good morning, senior fellow. Good morning. Uh, I carry a leather wallet, by the way. Uh, I have a leather wallet case on my phone, so I'm kind of splitting the difference. (laughs) I don't have a case on my phone. It's just me and my phone in my back pocket on the uh, right side, my wallet on the left side. (laughs) All right. So you got two, both in the back pocket. Yeah, I grew up in a big city uh, where pickpockets were an issue, so I always carried my wallet in my front pocket, so it was less likely to be pickpocketed. Uh, But about five years ago, I stopped carrying the wallet when I got the new wallet case on my phone, and it just, for me, easier to carry just one thing, but... There is that. But thank you. I got it. Thank you for weighing in on that hot topic. Um, It is President's Day. Uh, An evolution created this day. We used to celebrate Washington's Mm -hmm. birthday and Lincoln's birthday. And then they decided decided we can't have two holidays. So they combined it into one and one day for all presidents. huh? Right. Yeah. You asked me uh, about uh, the most successful president. That's not an easy answer to give you one name. Now, remember what Washington did. Literally, his pre-presidential activities, he led the Continental Army, the victory over the British. He presided over the Constitutional Convention that wrote the Constitution. He also was the first president and gave the country tremendous stability Then you have Abraham Lincoln, who comes along during what? The Civil War and, and, you know, headed the country during the Union victory. And then you have FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who presided over the Great Depression and enacted, Congress did at his recommendation, a series of laws known as the New Deal. And so we've had three... American presidents, a quick, and I taught the American presidency for many years. It quickly come, they quickly come to mind when I'm asked that question. Yeah, and and I think that a lot of our listeners are echoing those sentiments. One person actually just texted in on the Oakland Archulers talking text line at five zero four two six zero one eight seventy and said Washington was the best president because he didn't want to be president. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean he didn't seek power in the way that. Uh, conventional politicians 
do today. And But there isn't any doubt leading the Continental Army over to victory, uh, you know, victory over the British and getting the country established is something that uh, was an amazing accomplishment. If you come into the modern era, obviously, if you look through history, I think it's hard to fight uh, or debate that Washington, Lincoln, and FDR uh, have to be in that conversation of the greatest presidents of all time. In the modern era, for me, I was a young man. Actually, I was a child uh, when Ronald Reagan was president. But I just remember him seeming to me as a child— so presidential that he carried himself at all times publicly anyway as president. He led the nation in the fight against the Cold War and helped bring down uh, the Soviet Union. And so I think a lot of people, for them, Reagan, because of those issues. And for me, and I said this earlier, really ever since Bill Clinton and Rush Limbaugh, the presidency has been diminished in many ways, because we've gotten to a point where we have a polarized country with politicians name-calling, diminishing, demeaning, uh, and it just doesn't feel like the presidency is the same as it used to be. Plus, with so many uh, politicians way to the right or way to the left and compromise out the window, it doesn't feel like presidents can do what they did in the past. Yeah, yeah, we live in a highly partisan era. I, I often talk about that, and uh, it's it's very difficult uh, to be a political leader given the partisanship and the strong ideological differences between Democrats and Republicans uh, that we have today in America. Now, we've had ideological differences in the past, that's to be sure, but uh, today they are— the dominant aspect of American politics, you are 100 percent correct. And, and coming to the middle and compromising doesn't seem like that's something that happens very often anymore. It's almost like compromise is a dirty word now. Yeah, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to do. There's, there's absolutely no doubt about it. And uh, uh, and, you know, when you have a divided Congress and legislatures that and governors that are divided throughout uh, the 50 states, that's another uh, consideration. Uh, we also have what I call the rural and small town America divide on the one hand, and the cities and the suburb divide on the other hand. And that also makes a big difference. Uh, you know, you have the de- cities that are Democratic, the suburbs, which used to be heavily Republican, are now in many states becoming more Democratic. And then you have small, what I call small towns and rural America that's overwhelmingly Republican uh, or Republican leaning at any rate. And that uh, also makes a big difference. So we're, we're in one of those eras when it's tough to get the C word compromise on the table. We're talking with presidential scholar, Terry Madonna on this president's day. I mentioned Ronald Reagan, who else comes to mind in the modern era of the best presidents uh, in most individuals lifetimes currently? Yeah, yeah, that's not easy. I mean, we had the Great Society with Lyndon Johnson. He also had his problems. FDR, in the lifetime of uh, your older listeners, to be true, uh, we've got the, uh, the the brave and the outspoken Harry Truman. Uh, John F. Kennedy might have made it had he lived longer, uh, to be sure. 
And all of these presidents had their weak moments, if you get my drift. You know, they had uh, moments where they didn't provide the leadership uh, that they needed to provide. Uh, what I what historians tend to look at is how <clears throat> presidents have handled a crisis, like FDR with the New Deal. Uh, and there were two of them, the first New Deal and the second New Deal, which dramatically changed the nature of the role of the federal government. And, of course, Lincoln leading uh, the uh, battle to save the Union. So you, and Washington, as I indicated before, getting the government established and the confidence of the people. And there were individuals who didn't want a central government largely because of the uh, fingerprint and the uh, infamy many colonists thought of the Brit- of, the, of, of uh, Great Britain. You talk about leaders being defined by how they handle crises. If you look in the modern area, you think of a George W. Bush and 9-11. 9-11, correct. But I don't often see his name showing up on lists of greatest presidents. Yeah, that's right. That's that's correct. Uh, basically, uh, you you have several things that define a president. Uh, a, a recession is certainly one of them. Uh, what kind of uh, programs do they get through uh, the Congress? What kind of uh, aura did they have in terms of their of their leadership? That that's that's another. Aspect. I mean, one of the things about Ronald Reagan, and we talked about him a moment ago, was how effective he was at communicating. And the same with FDR, who, of course, had a regular radio program, which reached uh, millions of Americans on a regular basis. Yeah, I, I often say that Ronald Reagan, if he, if he wasn't presidential, he sure acted presidentially <laughs> and maybe his acting experience helped him portray oh, this public no this public persona as being presidential yeah there's there's no doubt about it hey, if we can go back to president's day for a minute uh, i don't think it has the same aura that it had in the past i don't get the i mean it's obviously a national holiday it became one in 1880 uh, six states don't uh, observe it, by the way, and uh, it was originally established to honor George Washington's birthday, the third Monday in February, uh, and then later it came to celebrate uh, Lincoln. It now honors all presidents, and it's a federal holiday, again, except for nine states that don't observe it, uh, but the fact of the matter is that I don't think it has the same aura. I picked up our local newspaper up here, and there wasn't a word in about President's Day. Now, it is schools in Pennsylvania, for example, aren't in session today. There are lots of shops that, 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 and stores that have sales. Uh, so that, that, that's going on. But we don't do much about the history of uh, President's Day or talk much about them as you and I are now. Well, I, I think that part of that is the divide you refer to. I call it a chasm that exists yeah, between point. political parties now and between cities and rural areas, between small towns and suburbs. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think we're so badly divided. And I think that part of that has led to a loss 
of respect for the presidency. I think that starting with yeah, Clinton and every funny. president since, they have had more unpopular ratings than popular ratings at most times during their presidency. And they're yeah, elected yeah. typically by less than a majority of the voters. Of the popular vote. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good point. And the same is true for President Biden. Here's what's sort of fascinating if you take uh, Donald J. Trump, the likely Republican nominee, and Joe Biden, uh, the likely nominee for a second term. Both of them in, in their approval ratings are underwater, meaning more people disapprove than approve of their performance. And that's pretty historic. I mean, it's not unusual to have one of the candidates with a low job performance, but both. And so I think there's overall a general disheartenment and distrust among political leaders today, which is at a, at a high level. We're going to ask and our— I'm going, to put, I'm going to push the pause button right there, if you don't mind. Terry Madonna, senior fellow in residence for political affairs at Millersville University, a presidential scholar. When we come back, I'm going to let him finish that thought and also ask him, does he see this changing anytime soon? I mean, we have presidents who call the, their political rivals openly, call them nasty names now. And the opposition calls the president nasty names. And that's not something we used to see. And with this divide and this change uh, and this loss of, and maybe it's deserved, maybe it's not, loss of respect for the presidency and whoever is the current president, will that turn around anytime soon or do we continue in this direction of people not respecting the president and the presidency? And do we continue down this road where the president is not revered, perhaps like in the past? We'll get his thoughts after this on WWL and yours as well. You can call me and text me right now on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. Who are the best presidents of all time? And do you think we've permanently lost our respect for the president and the presidency. 504-260-1870. The Oakland Art Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. President's Day 2024. Terry Madonna, presidential scholar and historian, is our guest. And before we went to that break, you were telling me that President's Day does not carry the same aura that it used to, and the presidency doesn't seem to either. If you want to complete your thought on that and then tell me, do you think that changes anytime soon? Please go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we go back through American history, I mean, the fact of the matter is that there have been a number of really important scandals 
uh, involving uh, the president and, and the president's cabinet. Uh, Andrew Jackson, for example, his secretary of war and a close friend married a woman who, uh, who's the daughter, she's the daughter of, of a woman who owned a boarding house that was known for its promiscuity. Uh, and it split the administration in, in two. And Jackson ultimately had to uh, get a new cabinet. We also had a, you know, we had these big scandals involving uh, high offices. There was a uh, company known as the Credit Mobile Aid, and they, uh, they were hired to build the Union Pacific Railroad. And they used its stock to bribe top officials in President Grant's administration, including the vice president, the speaker. Uh, we're not talking about low-level offices. I could go on and on. Uh, secretary, President Harding's secretary, Albert Fall, secretly took hundreds of thousands in bonds in exchange for leasing a, a, a former Navy oil reserve to a company known as Teapot Dome. So we could go through American history and find one scandal after another involving a, a huge number of people in the president's cabinet, uh, other high-ranking high, high officials. And then in the lifetime of many of your listeners, we have uh, Watergate. Remember Watergate? When they tried to, uh, the Nixon administration tried to cover up a break-in at a National Democratic Committee at the Watergate complex in Washington D.C. And since then, every scandal ends with Gate. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And Nixon, of course, quit. He resigned before he could be impeached, and he was the first president to actually leave office. Uh, so the the fact of the matter is that we have a a big history involving a lot of politics and a lot of scandal at the highest levels of our government. And maybe the modern era of communications and media uh, allows for yeah. that to be far more publicly dispensed and, and people Absolutely. to know far more about it, hence maybe the loss of respect for the president. Yeah, what did we do before we had social media, right? <laughs> uh, well, we can have that argument on another day. <laughs> uh, uh, do, you, do you see anything turning around? Do you see these deep chasms that divide our country politically changing? Yeah. Do you see the name-calling and divisiveness mm -hmm. and nastiness that we hear from not only candidates but actually presidents now? Uh, do you see that changing? Do you see the, the whole tone of things being right. angry and bitter and name-calling on social media uh, against presidents and, and other politicians. D does that change anytime soon or ever? Uh, well, I don't know about ever, but I don't think it changes anytime soon. Typically, it would uh, w what might be a step towards modifying it, you notice I didn't use the word end, end it would be a national crisis that unites us as, uh, as Americans. Uh, God, God forbid we have uh, one, of, one of those, but the fact of the matter is I don't see anything in the political horizon uh, that is likely to end the deep chasm, to end the bitter uh, partisanship that exists. 
and it's only growing stronger with each passing year. Uh, and and I don't see anything that would make that likely to change other than a crisis. Well, I guess that's good that we don't have world war. We don't have complete economic collapse. We don't have massive crises yeah, yeah. that uh, have to bring us together. But I guess that's a sad commentary on our society when the only thing we see that could bring us together is a, a, an epic disaster. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, not, not obviously not very good and not not, uh, uh, but it's prophetic. I mean, I, I I just I just don't see much. And as I look at voters and voting behavior, I don't remember a time when we were. Now we have had moments in the past when we were divided. Make no mistake about it. Deeply divided over the Civil War. Deeply divided over many aspects of FDR's New Deal deeply divided over some of the programs in the great society. But uh, these currently seem long-lasting, seem deep, and deeply rooted in the politics of our country. And it's turning off a lot of young voters. We see that for sure. I looked at the U.S. Elections Project, and they track voter turnout uh, since the birth of our nation for uh, eligible aged voters, for those people who could vote, not only registered, but people who, yes, so including people who don't bother to register because they don't care uh, or don't feel like they can make a difference. But, um, you know, we've been hovering uh, barely around 60% of yeah. eligible voters who are turning out for presidential elections. elections and yeah. in 2000, that dipped to almost half, just barely yeah. above 50 percent of voters who actually yeah. turned out for a presidential. Election. Well, that shows you that shows you uh, how the deeply rooted partisanship does keep people from voting. And also, if you have one party areas, that's another aspect that keeps turnout down. Terry Madonna on this President's Day, before we open up our phone lines and bring in our callers, anything else you want to share as we kind of evaluate the current presidential political picture in the United States and uh, on this President's Day? The only thing I would point out is I do think it's worthwhile having having a President's Day and reviewing uh, the presidents. As a historian, I, I like to go back and look at Washington and his and his role. And uh, and I certainly think keeping it as a national holiday is worthwhile because it helps us engage in discussions about many aspects of the of uh, the presidency, including the historical aspects as well as the current president. Terry Madonna, senior fellow in residence for political affairs at Millersville University, a political historian and scholar. Uh, You're welcome to hang out with us the rest of the hour as we open up the phone lines. David and Andy will be joining us after this as we celebrate and observe and evaluate President's Day 2024. We'll be back after we check on WWL traffic. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 